There's nothing better than a remarkable person who writes a remarkable book that can affect you in remarkable ways. I love books that take me into a different world. I opened the first page and it was like dropping into an alternate universe. If you want to be a great copywriter, a great sales writer, you have to read a lot of poetry. And by the end of it, I was literally, my head was in my lap. I was, I was sobbing so much. Hi, this is Gay Hendricks. Welcome to the Big Leap Podcast. This time we're doing another episode on books that have changed our lives. This time focusing on a little bit different types of books, even some fiction. So we're excited about it and we hope you will be too. All right. And uh, Gay always blows my mind because while I record episodes like this, not only do we have an action item list, which is in the show notes with all the books that we talk about here, I ended up buying a whole bunch of them as well. So now I've got a gigantic reading list and it's all your fault, Gay. So this is uh, Books That Changed Our Lives, Episode 2. All right, Gay, we're back. Episode two, the books that shaped us, the books that changed our life. So why don't you dive in with your uh, your next big book? Okay, I want to focus this time on several fiction books. I love fiction. Uh, that mm. was one of my first dreams was to write uh, the great American novel. And I've since written a whole bunch of mystery novels. So I finally get to fulfill my dream of being a fiction writer. Uh, but I've learned a lot as a psychologist and a spiritual seeker from reading certain kind of fiction, too. And one of the best ones I've ever read is by Gabriel Garcia Marquez, and it's called 100 Years of Solitude. Mm, and mm -hmm. it's a book that takes place in a country in Latin America and uh, probably based on Colombia, maybe. Uh, but it's. I think of that genre of books called magical realism, that there's mm -hmm. a lot of real elements, but then there are a lot of magical elements in it. But it is just the most breathtaking piece of writing. And I happened to be, <laughs> I was on top of a bus in Nepal with my long ago girlfriend before I met Katie. And we were trekking our way through Nepal and we got a lift on this bus and it was so hot that we got up on the roof to ride on the roof. And up there, we discovered a Danish couple. And as often happened in those days when you were trekking in uh, Asia, you traded paperbacks, you know, you'd finished a paperback. Mm -hmm. And so you say, got anything to trade. And so I had just finished another book that I'll talk about called Watership Down by mm. Richard Adams, uh, one of the most breathtakingly beautiful books I've ever read. And so I said, oh, I just finished this. you got to read this. And this Danish guy said, oh, well, you got to read this. This is the most mind-boggling book I've ever read. And so he gave me 100 Years of Solitude. And <laughs> I opened the first page, and it was like dropping into an alternate universe. You know, yeah. I couldn't put the thing down. And to this day, I still consider it almost like an altered state of consciousness going into that book, uh, yeah. reading that book, because it takes you on such a trip. So uh, if you haven't read 100 Years of Solitude, get on that right away. I've got it. Uh, I actually just put it in my uh, Kindle. So uh, that's another one. Man, I every time I sit down with you, I have a, a longer, bigger list. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
So, okay. Um, well, you're going to do your novels. I'm going to do a couple more books that changed my life when I sold my first company. And um, here's what happened. A guy I worked with started doing artwork that was very spiritual in nature and also composing music. And I didn't think of him as a musician, but he had synthesizers and he learned how to produce music. He started making meditation CDs. And um, he created this fictional world that a lot of people believed was real based on some aliens that um, had lived on, on the planet. And I'll just say who uh, the, it was called Wingmakers. Okay. My friend's name is Mark. And I watched this guy, he was printing his own CDs and mailing them. And then he ended up selling a business, setting up a business selling crystals and then artwork. And he was making well over six figures a year from his condo. And I just couldn't believe it because it was doing it $10 at a time. And I didn't really understand the book business then, but without knowing it, he had really introduced me to info marketing. And uh, again, this is kind of in the late nineties. And that's when I started learning about copywriting and making money online. And that led me to hanging out on uh, eBay. And I bumped into a guy named Dan Kennedy and I bought this uh, book called info marketing, which was really just a great big stack of, Cop, um, photocopied papers with Dan telling you how to start selling information. It was the first time I got exposed to it because I had seen it before, but I didn't know that such a thing existed. And the fact that you could put up a sales page or send in that at that in those days, it was direct mail. You'd buy a list, send direct mail, and people would send you money and you'd send something out. But then when you could put a web page up and people would give you money, I got introduced to some people who are selling stuff online who'd sell something for $1,000 that was all digital. And my mind exploded. <laughs> yes. Because I realized that a thousand times a thousand made a million. And that led me down the rabbit hole of eventually starting creating info, market, info marketing. One of them, my first real product was called the Internet Infomercial Toolkit. And then the one I co-produced with Ariel Ford called Everything You Should Know About Publishing, Publicity, Promotion, and Building a Platform. I knew nothing about the book business, but I worked with an expert and we split the, you know, the business 50-50. And um, basically we'd get together for walks every Sunday and I'd write out a check for her. Sometimes it was for $5,000, sometimes it was $15,000 at a time. And um, because, you know, it all started with, Getting getting a book that turned into a, you know probably just from info marketing you know I probably produced forty fifty million dollars over the course of my career in that space and it began with a book and have you had a chance to thank Dan Yeah he became a client for years um, I spoke on a stage many times made a lot of money with them for him and then. Uh, eventually, Dan uh, is well known for turning against everyone, um, <laughs> yeah. and he turned against me. And and uh, you get an angry fax from Dan that there, it's considered a badge of honor. And we've said, since you know he's fine; he barely even remembers it. But God, he he's got a temper. And um, 
he almost died a couple of years ago and somehow he came back to life. He's like, uh, I say this with, with love in my heart. He's like a roach, you know, it's like, you just can't kill him. <laughs> but, uh, um, I, I have a lot of, I have a lot of love and empathy for that guy. And, uh, I, I did a documentary with him. If you search for my name and Dan Kennedy, you can find the, uh, the documentary I did with him. And he's a, he's a character. He's a really, really a character. Yeah. Well, um, if you're a curmudgeon and you can make money doing it, why not? You know, he's, he's a well-paid curmudgeon. Um, I, I want to just touch on the book I already mentioned, Watership Down. Yeah. Um, if you haven't read that one, it's a book that I first didn't read because it was about rabbits. <laughs> and But it's a story of this thing that takes place. And it doesn't matter that it has to do with rabbits. It's just one of the greatest stories I've ever read. Yeah. And it has a lot to say about heroism and courage. And I started crying about 10 pages from the end of that book. And by the end of it, I was literally, my head was in my lap. I was, I was sobbing so much. It just has that much beauty to it. So okay. if you haven't read that, get that right away. Um, but I also want to put in a plug for poetry. Um, actually, the very first things I ever got published were three poems hmm. in a counseling journal way back in 1970, I think. And uh, But it had a magical effect because it, it taught me that I could write, use all my literary skills in writing about the change process, the transformation process hmm. and therapy and counseling. And so that became um, uh, an entry point for me. And so there's a book uh, called 10 Poems to Change Your Life by Roger hmm. Housden, and I believe it's spelled H-O-U-S-D-E-N. Um, and he's got several books like that. One is called 10 Poems to Change Your Marriage or something like that. Um, but okay. um, they're collections of poems by different authors that have a transformational effect. And those those books of Roger Housden's are just such a gift because he knows how to go around the whole and from the whole world of poetry, collect the 10 poems that are just, oh. you know, most impactful. And so every single one of them has a life changing component to it. So also to put in a plug for uh, that, um, for poetry also, Katie and I, keep poetry books uh, by the side of our bed so that we can read poetry to each other before we go to sleep at night. And we've been married 42 years, so it works. I can testify to the power of uh, poetry reading. Uh, yeah. um, one thing we also like to do is read Shakespeare sonnets to each other. Some of them are just so incredibly powerful and beautiful. Uh, yeah. But um, let's remember poems and poetry when we talk about the greatest things we've ever read because poetry mm -hmm. has such an incredible power to move you. Ah, oh, those are great. Those are great. Well, I've got more stuff. I'm going to, I got reintroduced to poetry. Um, yeah, I'm going to give you, I'm going to do this mini story here. So I just came back from spending a day with someone I love. Um, his no, name is Roy H. Williams. He wrote, um, the series of books called The Wizard of Ads. He started the Wizard Academy, which is literally a castle in Austin. I'm actually doing a mastermind there. 
uh, a month from the time when we're recording this. And it's like a Harry Potter castle with secret passageways and hidden doors and um, artwork. And they start serving what they call purple coffee at 9 a.m., which is wine. They pour you wine because why not? Um, anything that changes your chemistry, your brain, or gets you to think differently and upside down and inside out. And um, uh, after spending a bunch of time with Roy, so I pay him and I visit him every quarter and I bring someone with me and just work on solving a big problem. And he turns my brain upside down and inside out every time because he's such a fascinating thinker. But he says that if you want to become a great writer, you've got to read a lot of poetry. And if you want to be a great copywriter, a great sales writer, you have to read a lot of poetry just because you learn about rhythm and you learn about, you know, using fewer words or is what we used to, what we always, always call here, we call it murdering words or word murdering. It's being a great editor. Mm. Um, And poetry forces you to compress so much emotion into so few (laughs) words and it's so incredibly complicated, you know, to make something brief and short and meaningful and emotional simultaneously. So, uh, just listening to you right now really inspired me to do a lot more of that. So, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna pop that in as the Wizard of Ads books. All the books by Roy H. Williams. Another one by him is Pendulum, and it has to do. It's kind of like the Fourth Turning, if you're familiar with that, about the change of uh eras in historical times how different generations think and behave differently and we go through our cycles uh economic cycles of power and uh what's popular as well so anyway i have one more to uh suggest that's a compendium by harold bloom and it's called genius okay and big thick book but he explored a hundred different creative minds throughout history and Mm. just what it was that made them so creative. And wow, I mean, I've been a student of creativity all my life. And just to see the different ways people use their creativity over thousands of years, Mm -hmm. it was just stunning because I didn't, I was never good about taking history classes and that kind of thing. I just never caught on with me. And so it was breathtaking to me to read back over the last couple of thousands of years and see how we got here Mm -hmm. through the thinking of a hundred different geniuses over time that shaped humanity and sent it in a certain direction. Mm -hmm. So uh, read Genius by Harold Bloom. Okay. Uh, So many books, so many books. Okay. Here's another one after uh, Roy. And there's a tie-in here too. So when Tim Ferriss came out with a four-hour work week, that was a game changer for me. It got me thinking differently and it really introduced outsourcing and doing it overseas and leveraging low-cost labor to get repetitive tasks done that you normally wouldn't hire anyone for because it just isn't cost-effective. And Tim changed the way a lot of people think about work. And... um Living the rich life was part of the uh, tagline in that book. Now, interestingly, um, it turns out he was one of our first customers 
uh, Ariel's and my first customer for everything you should know about publishing publicity and building a platform. And he had sent us a message asking for help. And I missed the email and didn't get back to him until we discovered it after his book was out and he was already semi-famous. Now, the good news is he still got back to me and we ended up uh, doing interviews with him. And later on, I had built enough of a relationship that he came and we spent the day together in my studio. And, you know, we've, we're never like friends, but friendly. Tim's a, 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 can be a prickly person, um, but really, really smart. And all of his books are really good. They're just packed with massive value. And he really, really does hard research and, and lives his books. And I've, I've got nothing but respect for him. And he's built an empire with his podcast. I mean, if there's anyone to model, it's, it's Tim and his podcast. It's really good. So Tim Ferriss for our work week. Good. Yes. That was a game changer. All right. Mm -hmm. Um, well, good. Well, um, that's the ones I wanted to recommend for this go around. Uh, okay. Got any others that you want to throw into the mix? Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to do, um, I'm going to do a couple really fast. One of them, obviously uh, I always love to give the shameless plug is the big leap. I think early on in your and my relationship, when that book came out, uh, it was just a great book and I felt a deeper kinship and connection with you and um, I loved the way I thought when I read the book because it's so simple and um, um, but useful at the same time. So how can we not uh, shamelessly plug the big leap? Um, well, I feel no shame about that whatsoever. I think everybody ought to read the big leap, especially if they want to optimize their lives. Totally. Uh, I spend, I decided to create a life where I would never want to retire from it. Yes. And uh, so I'll go anywhere and talk to anybody about the ideas in the big leap. Yeah. So good. So good. So I'll give you uh, another one. Uh, there's a book by Kamal Ravikant. It's Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends on It. Yeah. And I'm actually going to reach out to Kamal and see if he'll come on the podcast with us. I met him a few years later. And again, he's one of these guys that just had this deep, um, energetic attraction to uh, he's just a beautiful soulful um guy he looks like uh he's elvish el elfish in a way you know he's he's got he feels like a mystical being um real pure clean spirit and um a deep deep thinker um so uh one really rare person and his brother is um naval ravikant who started uh, Angel List, which has been responsible oh. for raising, I don't know, billions of dollars um, for startups. And, and it's, uh, it's a syndication platform. So two brothers who came here from India were very, very poor, raised by a single mother, and really, really, really are remarkable people. So there's nothing better than a remarkable person who writes a remarkable book that can affect you in remarkable ways. So um, I think it's great. Like, um, uh, and I think that that'd be the way I'd like to end this is, is um, I've, it's kind of just happened. Um, but the fact that, like you said earlier in our first episode, beware of, of ever meeting your, your heroes or the authors, um, <laughs> which is true. 
And at the same time, um, you know, when I looked through a lot of the books that I recommended, I've gotten to know and become good friends with a lot of these authors. And um, nothing beats a great, authentic human being who lives their work. Um, yes. And we've... Uh, and, and what I haven't spent time with, and I, I made a commitment to myself just listening and talking in this go around, that I want to meet novelists and poets next. Hmm. Yeah. I've had, once again, some really good meetings with a couple of my favorite authors, and I got to meet a couple of my favorite poets, and yeah. I haven't been disappointed. So I think okay. we've got some stuff to talk about there. Okay. Very good. Well, um, with that, uh, this is a short episode. Good follow-up, though. Uh, what would you like to leave with today, Gay? I'd like to leave with just a big plug for the magic of reading mm. and how I love books that take me into a different world, a different mm -hmm. world that I haven't uh, thought of before, which is like when I read the Dune books. Mm. I was just obsessed with Dune for a long period of time. Uh, I read those long before uh, Star Wars came out. And yeah. um, so those were really moving to me. The other kind of books I like are books where you go deeply inward, not mm -hmm. into a world that you've never seen before, but deeply into a world where you know it, but you're seeing it in a whole different way for the first time. And yeah. so those are the books that uh, that I try to write and uh, the kind that I like to read, too. Great. Um, well, I feel exactly the same way. And um, in an upcoming episode, I've got a brand new book I just finished that uh, is about to come out. Um, and maybe we can talk about that. But it's... Um, it's called Your Next Act. And it's all about creating a business you'll love for the rest of your life, um, which has basically become my next, you know, really been everything I've been doing over the past five years, but it's made, uh, it's, I feel it with a lot more clarity now. And, um, you know, and, and when I started talking about this, I realized, ah, that's, uh, you know, when I talk to founders and I, I, and I now I ask them, what's your next act? And, and so it just turned into this natural thing. So I think um, one of the beauties of writing books in addition to reading them is how they, um, uh, you can create a brand new identity by either reading one or by writing one and then live into it. It forces you to um, um, change who you are. And I like it both as a reader and a writer. Good. Here's to reading. All right. All right. Thanks, Gay. Another great episode for everyone. Once again, uh, we love your feedback, uh, especially on iTunes. Leave us some, uh, leave us a rating, leave us a, leave us a review. Check out the show notes where we've got links for all these books and a few more that Gay and I enjoy. And uh, we'll see you on the next episode real soon. And you can always visit us at bigleappodcast.com. Uh, bye bye. Mm -hmm.